looking to get close side of Fon. Lafondra away from David. 3-1 Reading. Three points Reading. Hello and welcome to the Unpark Rolls podcast supported by Blue Collar Street Food. Well, it was a disappointing afternoon at the SCL, a 3-1 defeat by Barnsley. I didn't come away feeling that it was a terrible performance, but to help me talk through it, I've been joined by Matt Everson. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thanks. Well, less well after a loss, less well. <laughs> yeah, understandable. Yeah, I get that. And I've also been joined by uh, Matt Lansley. How are you doing? Morning, morning. Um, yeah, it's another another Sunday after a loss, isn't it? To be honest, we've been here many times before. It's yeah. Let's let's dig into this one and see 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 what's happened this week. <laughs> <laughs> it is a bit like that, isn't it? I mean, we're not on new ground here, are we, Matt? I mean, it's um, it's one that we just look at and think, was it just the sheer quality of Barnsley that came through, or was it a case of us making mistakes probably a little bit of both wasn't it I think it's quality and squad depth really because first half we were fantastic um and I, I think we could have scored two or three in the first half uh or, or at least had a good opportunity for, for two or three um and, and I was talking with with Harry who I go to the games with uh uh sort of saying like you can see at about 60th minute we're going to trail off uh all energy is going to go and we don't have people who are good enough really to just quickly come in and replace um and lo and behold second half uh it was a bit more cliff edge than i would have wanted it to be in terms of um performance levels uh but we were just ripped apart uh for the first 20 minutes in the second half and lucky were to not concede in the first 20 minutes in the second half kept it straight um and then it's just sort of fell apart at the end yeah, I mean, if you look at that, Lansley, I mean, there was obviously a lot of talk about the substitutions that were made or should have been made, which ones were right. But let's go right back to the beginning with one change to the team that beat Carlisle 5-1. Mola coming in for Dorset, who's carrying a little bit of injury. Hopefully, he'll be back for the game against Oxford United. I mean, I don't think that team is... I don't think we'd honestly pick a different team, would you, going into a match at the moment? No, I think to well, maybe maybe after yesterday, but we'll kind of come on to some of some of those elements and you know some of the individual players. But I guess you know coming into the game yesterday, it kind of that 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 squad feels like our best chance for winning at the moment. Um, maybe maybe take Moeller out for you know Dorset when Dorset comes back, obviously. But you know as he was injured, I I, I feel that's kind of our best chance for. For winning at the moment, which see, it seems a bit strange given that you know we're, we're right down the bottom, and we're kind of thinking like we've maybe found our best formula for success. Certainly, that midfield I think you know picks picks itself now. You know, um, Craig has you know pretty much cemented, I think, that that holding midfield role by all accounts, wing as well in midfield, and Nibs, you know, in that more central role is seemingly having a lot more freedom. Aziz playing a lot better as well, coming coming alive a bit. Makari is a bit up and down at the moment, but again, he's a natural winger. He's kind of probably the best player you can play there unless you're going to start putting round pegs and square holes, you know. Um, so, yeah, you know, I think the no 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 massive qualms about the team. Um, to to be honest, um, and I think the way the way we started the game. You know, I mean, they 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 came out brilliantly, and obviously got got a goal really quite early, which 
is a rarity for us seemingly at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Uh, nice set piece for, put in by Lewis Wing. And Nibs takes the opportunity well, doesn't he, Matt? He's now on nine goals for the season in all competitions. Yeah, it's, it's a really well-taken goal. Um, off the training ground, head it back across the goal, uh, or kind of towards the goal, but across. Um, Nibs comes in, easy header, uh, and you're just glad he's there running in. Um, I think I saw a stat this morning that he's now our top goal scorer this season, and he was already equaled last season's uh, top goal scorer of nine goals. Um, so it's nice to have a goal scorer. I think Sam Smith will uh, outscore him this season. I hope he will outscore him this season. Um, but Nibs has come along in the last few weeks. At the start of the season, he was a bit cold. Um, and I don't think he's had the performances. He got the old goal and assist, but I don't think he had the performances um, that he should have had uh, or that we all expected of him. Um, and yesterday, played really well for the first 60 minutes or so um and he, he tailed off in, in the second half and just got, went a bit quiet um but yeah so it's, it's a really well taken goal and you kind of start the game and almost thinking do have we scored too early uh and um it's turns it turns to the friend i was with and sort of said right is it going to end 2-1 barnsley straight away that's that's just the immediate thing when when you think when reading take the lead at the moment isn't it? Um, but like what one one of the really nice things as well is just set pieces. I, I think set pieces yesterday were actually quite quite good, um, which has been a bit of a weakness, I think, for us this year, you know, especially attacking. Like there's not been many, you know, that 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 that, that have that have come to fruition. Um so it's it's nice to see certainly in the last few weeks that set pieces are getting better. Whether it was a deliberate assist or a header on goal that's kind of gone to nibs, I think is relevant from Mola. It's ended at Nibs and, you know, he's gambled and he's he's got that head in. You know, um, it's it's a good header from him. Um, and it's it's nice to take the lead that that early, especially at home, because, like I say, at home, we've often been the first 10, 15 minutes, even though we might have played well, we've never been able to capitalise on it. You know, we've never been able to capitalise on those moments when we've been, you know, good in games. But then I guess to counter that, you could probably say for the rest of the well, until about, you know, 38 minutes when they got their penalty we probably should have capitalized on our good play even more there because you know Paul I think following the goal you know we really should have probably been 2-0 up you could probably say yeah definitely I mean I think we had lots of opportunities when the final ball if it had been a little bit better the decision making would have been a little bit sharper quicker you think then we get the golden opportunity to score. But unfortunately, we don't have those players or we do have those players, but they didn't necessarily get the ball. The players that you want to get the kind of opportunities there are Smith, Wing, and they've got that little bit more of a quick thought and then, you know, how they're going to take the opportunities and play another player in. But unfortunately, it seemed to be always falling to Andy Yidimalor or Mola had a shot as well. And you think these are not ideal players for having those opportunities. But I got to say yesterday, I thought Femi Aziz, I thought he was, I think he's showing slightly better decision making over a period of games now and set up numerous opportunities from cutting in from the wing. And that's not down to him that players aren't actually getting on the end of it and, you know, even having a shot or scoring, is it, Matt? I mean, he stood out to me. I, I think he's showing signs of improvement. Will he continue? We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I, I thought Aziz played 
good enough for a League One winger yesterday. Uh, he, he did exactly what I would expect. Um, he put decent, dangerous balls in the box. It didn't connect with people, but I don't think that's his fault. I don't. Uh, the people aren't running onto it at the same time. Um, he beat his man multiple times. Um, I think he got the the was it left back, right back, whoever it was, uh, got a yellow card uh, from him beating him as well. Um, there was a few moments uh, sort of tired from him in the second half, and it was good to see him eventually come off. He'd done his job of work hard, run all game, um, and then come off. But I thought Aziz had a good game. Um, he's, I'm starting to get the feeling of he's actually just genuinely unlucky uh, to, to not get assists and goals um, because he's doing most of the right things. We can all find little things where we go, oh, you should have passed it rather than cross it or crossed it harder or something like that. But he's probably the person who gets the ball most into the box. He's the, the one creating most chances for us. Um, and and he's he's fit as well. Um, he, he runs up and down all game. Um, you don't see, you know, uh, anybody else in the, in the game do that. Um, I thought, he, yeah, he played quite well. This 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 season is turning into just flipping ev- everything on its head. McIntyre, want, we're wanting to see McIntyre play at left back, saying that Aziz is now just genuinely unlucky. I'm, I like, I mean, I do, I do kind of agree with you at at, at at times, though. I have to say, Matt, because yeah, like, well, you might you might say unlucky. Some might say that you know the amount of times that he gets in the positions, you know, create the, your own the, luck. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, you know, I I think certainly on on the form of the the past few weeks, you know, maybe it's confidence. You know, like you know, a couple of couple of goals. You know, especially the goal at Eastleigh, brilliant strike. You know, um, it's fashionable maybe, maybe... to say Aziz is crap, basically. Um, and uh, I, I think everyone leads into that as soon as he misses the ball or you know does a, a bad pass, everyone yeah. latches on to. Oh, he's been he's, he's been rubbish, and that's it. He's been yeah. the easy scapegoat, I guess, for, for 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 a while, right? And you know. But props, props where props is deserved. You know he's been really good of late, and like, like I said, he's kind of he's kind of nailed that that right right mid spot down now. So um, so yeah, kind of just long may it continue. Hopefully he can just you know chip in with with a few more goals and kind of you know just keep keep this form up. Because like I said, I think I think the way he's playing, he's he's a perfectly fine um, wide out at the moment. You know on that right hand side. Yeah, I mean. Let's be honest, he also does need to work on his decision-making still. I mean, he has way too many shots in every single match. And he did score that good goal against uh, Eastleigh, but he probably had about six or seven attempts at the same thing. So sometimes he needs to give it off a little bit, but he's improving. So that's a positive. I would put him now as one of our key players, probably, um, just behind Smith and Wing because he gives us that energy to get up the wing. And we haven't got anyone else, like you say. You're basically. not going to replace them with anybody, aren't you? So No, not really. And people say, oh, Callum Vickers, which I understand as well. And obviously those, those reports have been linked with, you know, that little club called Real Madrid. You know, what have they done? You know, there's, why would you want to go there? I mean, the man's an idiot if he wants to go there. I mean, obviously he isn't. But um, I do look at it and I just think, Vickers has also started games when he's had no impact as well. So it's not just the golden ticket. And he's only 18. So he has got immense talent and I'm sure he will have a good career. But let's get back to... Just just, just, just to add one thing, just to kind of sign off on on that piece, is that one thing we've lacked for years is natural wingers. You know, kind of when, when, when you look behind... Aziz, and you might even kind of question, isn't is Aziz actually a natural winger? You'd probably say Makaro is. 
is Aziz. We've sometimes seen him played up top. We've sometimes seen him play out wide. Apart from that, there's no real natural wingers, even Vickers. You know, we all say he looks good on the wing, but everyone's kind of saying, oh, does he look best in a 10? You know, where, 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 sh- where should he play? Past that, you've got no you've got no kind of wingers, natural wingers that you can bring on, kind of replace them with. So it's kind of like, well, you're starting to play then square pegs and round holes. We've seen, you know, um, Elliot played out wide at times, which again, he's played relatively well when he's played there, but he's not a natural winger, you know? So kind of if, if we're looking at, you know, kind of maybe areas to strengthen going forwards. I mean, we've said it for so many years. I, I kind of feel, you know, we've just, we've lacked natural wingers for so long. Um, so I can't remember which manager it was who got rid of all of our wingers, um, and then we just had none. Um, and we've we've basically never built them back up since. Maybe don't throw in a curveball, or don't throw in you know a test <laughs> of memory there like that on a Sunday morning, man. Don't do that. <laughs> well, you're right though. I mean, the last good winger, like natural strong winger, from my memory, and someone's probably going to call me out straight away, but. It's like Mackinac Kebe. Like for about 10 years, we've not had strong wingers. Gareth McCleary. Uh, Where do you put Mo Barra? Yeah, yeah. McCleary is a good shout. <laughs> is very good. Yeah. Is Mo Barra a winger? Was he a Oh, Barrow, yes. He... Yeah, Barrow. Yeah. But he could also play in a more central yeah, off, role, yeah. couldn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, I always always remember him for Leeds. But let's get back to where we are. There was obviously a multiple tennis ball protests yesterday as well. And some people obviously said, oh, that's what caused the issue. I don't disagree. Um, you can have a different opinion. That's fine. This is what football is all about. But the defining moment of the first half was the penalty that I think was pretty unfortunate. I think it is a penalty, but it's unfortunate how it's come about there, Matt. I mean, the probability of heading the ball against your teammate's own hand is just, it's slim, isn't it, at best? It's just, it's so unlucky. Uh, no, I say no one's to be blamed. Is it Binden's hand it hits? I think it's Binden, isn't it? Um, arguably, why has he got his hand in the air? Um, you know, if, if we want to be really critical, he shouldn't have his arm in the air in the box because uh, why risk it as such? But it's so unlucky. And even if it hits his hands, some referees wouldn't even give that. Um, so it, it's unlucky. It is a penalty. It's unlucky and it feels harsh. And it's not against the run of play, but... It was certainly we we were on top, um, and well, I don't think we'd given them many opportunities before the penalty, um, and that was their route back in. That was the most frustrating thing about it, you know. And we've seen this so many times this year. You know, it's it's seemingly kind of what League One is. I'm starting to really despise League One in that sense because it's almost like you You're starting really... to starting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, maybe not starting to four months in into this debacle of whatever you want to call it um it's it like you, you you're watching it and you're just thinking like oh, just i feel like a broken record but it's just like you, you you don't need much to go for you and it's like but that 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 well first off it was a penalty you know i'm not trying to make, make excuses about it. It, it it was a stonewall penalty if that's gone against us and that's not given, I am raging and throwing expletives out there that I probably shouldn't be throwing. Um, you know, it, it's, is it unlucky? Yes, it is. But by the letter of, but because what's he supposed to do with his arm in that situation? It's from a yard, two yards away, but by the letter of the law, is it handball? It's as handball as you're going to, you're going to see his arms away, away from his body, out of the silhouette, whatever they call it, you know, 
this whole ball to hand thing that we used to have has seemingly vanished into oblivion, which is sad. But you know, that's that's the nature of the game at the moment. In the modern day game, it's a penalty, but just the flow of the game up to that point, you know, you kind of, as we said at the start, you know, we probably could have had, you know, a, maybe another goal. We had a very good chance, as well, from a set play, um, set play earlier in that half as well, which was was it off the, it was either off the post or very well saved. It was it was down to the keeper's right. Um, I think it was Binden that headed it on. You know, we could have could have got another goal then from from a set piece. One of the not knocks that come across the box. If someone's just held their run or you know gambled a bit more, you got to tap in. It's just so frustrating because then you end up going in at half time and it's 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 one one. You know. So yeah, I mean, even I'm not blamed that... David Button for the, for the goal, which is which is a rarity. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm sure you'll come on to that at some point because this time, you are this the time. official David Button. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to not go into that now because uh, <laughs> it will come. <laughs> uh, we actually, even after the penalty, though, we still tip, you know, trying to get down that right-hand side in particular. Aziz putting in a cross, cut back in right behind the defence. Nibs as well. But yet again, we just didn't have that player, striker, midfielder attacking it in the right area was it because the cross wasn't good enough possibly but i don't know i i didn't come out of that first half feeling negative in any way um i thought that we played pretty well considering you have to put in the context the quality of team that we're also playing barnsley then they're, they're not bad at all they were seventh going into the game and i thought particularly lewis wing was excellent matt um He's really starting to show his quality, the way he can ping the ball around. The pitch just feels a lot bigger when he's actually got the ball. It's all very yeah. condensed with some other players. I think it's, it's, he's almost got the freedom to do, you know, ping those balls around a little bit more now that Craig has cemented the role in the team. When he's sat next to uh, Savage, he doesn't have that opportunity to dictate quite as much. Um and yeah, Wing, Wing was was fantastic yesterday. Um, uh, he, he even managed to just keep the ball at his feet, you know, uh, pressure on from uh, from one of the Barnsley players, turn the man, and then give it uh, give it off to the wing. Um, yeah, I thought he played really well. Um, and you know, if he could add a few more goals uh, to him as well, um, he, he'll turn into a really strong uh, centre mid for us. Um, yeah. One of one one of the reassuring things there, Matt, is obviously with 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 wing behind him. Um, uh, Xi, Xi Min put up a very interesting tweet, which kind of I'd never really thought up thought about before with, with with Craig, but kind of Craig's positional awareness. You very rarely see him actually sprinting or like running health leather. I think that there was one time when they had a when when they had a break on where he was bolting back. Um, I think I think it was in the first. Uh, yeah, I think it was in the first half. Um, that was one of the only times I've seen him sprinting because his positional awareness is so good. And when when you've got a creative midfielder like Wing kind of in front of him, I guess that's the kind of player, you know, you kind of dream of having that if you're a Wing style player because it just lets you do what you want to do. You know, you've not got a Savage there that's kind of the same sort of player as you or wants to be the same sort of player as you, um, you know, and means that you're gonna to have to do a bit more of you know the, the 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 donkey work you know running back putting tackles in he's just free to ping those balls out make those runs up the pitch and I think ultimately like say about adding goals to, to his game I think it will come because you know he's shown across his career that he's a very good goal scoring midfielder 
from range, from late runs into the box. But him and the team at the moment, you know, he's he's probably I'd I'd almost say he's probably the best player in that team. At, at a second to Sam Smith, but yeah, he's he's definitely up there as a key player in the team. Definitely. I mean, in some ways, you could say it's a positive that we're actually starting to get some key players in positions, and you think, yeah, they're in. Because there was a point this Definitely. season when you could have changed the whole team. Yeah, I, I, I'm not saying in any way that we found a solution because clearly we haven't. There's lots of holes. But if you have, say, four or five players in your team and you're starting to think, OK, we can build around that, it's something. It's not everything by a long way, but it's a beginning, isn't it? Well, we're going to the second half now. And I'm sure, Matt, you were probably thinking the same as me. You were hoping you were going to be wrong, that you, but you felt Barnsley going to up their game in the second half, and they did, didn't they? Yeah, it's, it's, it's so disappointing. It was predictable, but so disappointing. Um, Barnsley, you know, they're near the top of the table. They're in the, in the playoffs. They are good enough to come come out to essentially relegation uh, battling team uh, and, and turn it on. They hadn't turned on the first half. We didn't come out uh, organised, I think, in the second half. Um, and I think our fitness levels just started showing uh, a bit as well. Um, we were ripped apart down the left, uh, to be honest. Um, and every single time we had uh, Abby moving across to cover as um, Mola had gone too far up uh, and they caught us on the break. Then you have just Binden on his own at the back, an 18-year-old trying to cover you know, 50 yards of the pitch. Um, and we were lucky not to concede early in the second half uh, where Barnsley caught us on the break. And I think they had three versus one with just Binden. And somehow they didn't score. It was a dreadful cross from the Barnsley player. Um, and somehow they didn't score. But how are we leaving just Binden on his own uh, at the back and expecting not to concede um, is beyond me. But I think it's a lot, literally a lot of it Abby was being pulled out. Well, 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 a lot of it's set up because you can copy and paste for the right because there were so many times when Andy Yeardham was doing the exact same. And I'd almost say Yeardham was was probably higher than Mola on the left, you know. And when you've got a defence that's, you know, second worst in the league only to Fleetwood, you know, and Reading aren't notorious for having, you know, a, you know, squeaky clean defence, you know, past few seasons, probably more than a few seasons, but like, you know, you simply can't be doing that. Like you might say that then that detracts maybe from the goal scoring element, but it doesn't really matter if you're conceding two, three goals every week because you're leaving, like you say, three on ones on Binden or, or, or whoever's kind of, you know, left there. Um, it, it's, it's a real, it's a real worry. And like, and because it's happening so often, you can't just say it's down to, down to the play. You know, it's down to Mola going too far forwards or going to going or Yidam going too far forwards because it's always happening. You know, and it's leaving us so exposed. I mean, I'd I'd personally say that right side was probably worse than that second half because the amount of times, like that, there was just a chasm of space. And I mean, some people around me were saying that you know oh, Aziz needs to come off because he's not tracking back. And it's like that wasn't the problem because you know there's not really much Aziz can do when Yeardham is almost at the corner flag, you know, and <laughs> and, and and left you know the freedom of of the SCL there for for, for, for you know players to run into those pockets of space. You're just asking for trouble. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. There's questions here from Anon saying, why do we often so often fade out in the last 15, 20 minutes of games? I mean, why is this the case, Matt? I mean, 
we've seen it repeatedly, not just this season, but we saw it last season. Last season, you could say it's because it was a veteran squad being kind. This season, it's a much younger team. So why is that still the case? I mean, last season we were just crap. Plus, it was a veteran squad. But yeah, yeah. this season. Um, well, is it changed this, this season? season? <laughs> <laughs> this season, I think it's the style we play. Um, we're, we're, if you look in the first half, we were pressing quite high regularly, um, and it was bound to happen that there's going to be a twenty-minute period where we have to just pull back and, and sit back a bit more, um, and then that's the opportunity for the opposition to to really come at us. But it always happens 70th minute onwards. I mean, how many goals have we conceded now post 80th minute this season? I'd be surprised if it's not a record in Reading's history now. Um, but it, we, we press so high, um, which is great to watch. It's much more interesting to watch than in sport, to be honest. Um, and that just exhausts us. And then we don't have the squad depth to replace them. And we don't do it early enough as well. I know there was lots of talk about should we have uh, subbed Mola on or off or, you know, uh, left him on and that ruins the defence, etc. I think it was the right decision. You know, he was exhausted. I think we should have done more subs uh, at that point uh, to keep the energy uh, in the team. Um, but it, it's the seller's ball style of high energy um, that I think really kills us off uh, in the back end of the second half. Yeah, we need to score when we're actually on top. I would say at no point were we dominant in that first half. We were slightly on top, definitely, but we weren't forcing their goalie into making save after save. That was not the case, or shots going just past the post, you know, or opportunities missed. Here's another one here from uh, Ian Frampton, and he says he agrees on, you know, the fact that we played okay yesterday. If he hadn't changed things, we'd still be critical. That game was there for the taking from both sides. I feel that's kind of right. I don't think it was a game that you have, were going to sit back in because, I mean, quite frank, I don't think either team could defend. Uh, Barnsley looked defensively shaky as much as we did. They just took their opportunities much better, Lansley. Absolutely. You know, I think... and. It's 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 a thing like you know so talking about well we we heard a lot of after the game about the substitutions and stuff and ultimately like people can say what they want about the substitutions Molafer and Benge didn't cause the second goal which we'll get onto you know changing the midfield didn't actually cause the third goal you know because like the, none of those players were actually involved actually in the mistakes the individual mistakes that happened by players that kind of led to those goals. It, it, you know, would I have made those substitutions? No, I would have made different ones. But to say that they were the sole reason for the reason why we lost, no, they weren't because it's individual mistakes. And it kind of leads into, you know, Matt, what you were saying about, you know, why are we conceding so many goals at the moment? Individual mistakes are killing us, you know. Um, but that that game yesterday, like you say, was, was there to be won. Did I think it was going to be finishing 1-1? No. Everyone around me in the ground was saying this game is not finishing one-one. It might finish two-two and be a draw. It might finish two-one or three-one to either team or three-two, but it's not finishing one-one because both teams were so open, as you say, at the back. But yeah. Barnsley just, you know, had the had had, had the quality to um to, to yeah take advantage. Yeah, unfortunately, if there is a thread of responsibility yesterday, and I really don't think it's fair to say. And, use that kind of terminology really i can't think of a word that explains it better though 
it's Bendon, isn't it? It's all three goals were involved him. He's very young. He's only 18. He'll learn from this, hopefully, and he'll improve. So that's where we are with him. So we've also got questions on should we be playing an experienced centre-back alongside him? And this is a really, it's a really tough one, isn't it? Splits it splits opinion, because... it splits us. Yeah, yeah, oh, it splits yeah. us, which is fine, it, which is great because... If you look at the options that we've got to come in, we've got Harley Dean. When he's come in, I don't think he's been that great at all. Um, Tom McIntyre, I think, would be ideal to come in. He's obviously not fit. Um, Tom Holmes, I don't know what's going on there, but when he's played, he's not looked great. I mean, what's your thoughts on it, Matt? Well, yeah, find me a centre-back who we can replace Binder with, basically. Uh, it's kind of a null conversation. We don't have anybody... Who can perform at the moment better than Binden does? Um, I feel for Binden because he is 18, he's uh playing week in, week out, and we're conceding. It's not all on him. He does do individual errors, but it's what you expect of an 18-year-old. You don't see many 18-year-old centre backs playing first team football. Um, but we have no one to replace him with. Uh Tom Holmes. You know, either for whatever reason, uh, be it uh, personally or his performances, is not getting in the squad. Um, he did, he wasn't a great uh, performance in the cup away to Eastleigh. Um, and there's nobody else there. I don't really want to play someone who's 35 or I don't know how old uh, uh, Dean is, but you know, I don't want, don't really want to play someone who's um, probably going to fall off a cliff in terms of performance at the end of the second half anyway. Uh, it would be great if we could bring somebody in in January on a free, on a loan, to, at, at centre-back, uh, just to support, really, um, and be able to rotate a bit. Uh, so when we do have drops in performance from Bindon, you know, it, it would help. Yeah, I've got to say, for Bindon, maybe involvement rather than yeah. responsibility. I think responsibility is way too harsh a word. Yeah, go on, Melanthony. Um, I think... It's it well, well. I think there's an element of man management though that I think kind of has to go into it as well because, like, yes, we're 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 struggling for players at the back there. You know, our our we're not blessed with players to replace them with. But when he's constantly making mistakes week after week after week, and he's 18, you almost just want to try and take him out of the limelight for a bit. And my my, my preference would probably be Harley Dean out of them, just because you know he's experienced, even if it's for a game or two. Otherwise, I feel like, you know, you're just going to be hanging yourself with the same rope at the moment because Binden, you want him to learn from it. But at the moment, are we seeing him learn for it? from it? Probably not, you know, which it might be considered harsh to say on an 18 year old. You know, he's in his first season, but that's the situation we're in at the moment. It's 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 the it's very situational. You know, it's very situational and it's quite harsh probably on, you know, Binden and Abby, you know, to be saying this, but it's it is the situation we're in at the end of the day. And if they're not learning, you've got to try and do something or at least, you know, um, try and find a solution, which if they're making mistakes week in, week out, you're probably not going to find if you just leave things as things are. Yeah, I, I think this, the situation is that there is no golden bullet answer, is there? I wish there was. Mm. It would be absolutely beautiful. 
but it's game to game, isn't it? It's whether you hit slightly lucky with each defender at the moment, isn't it? I think that's the well, problem. Well, 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 we've said it for so long about young players, you know, and it's the thing about this squad. And, you know, um, Bowen has talked about it, you know, the, like the makeup of the squad being so young, they want to build stuff, etc., which is all well and good. But, you know, they are going to make mistakes. Maybe you could probably say we've got too many young players in this squad, which would probably be fair because, you know, I don't think, well, there's no team that's really even close to, you know, the, the age of our squad this year. Again, it's very situational from, you know, the whatever you want to call him at the top of the club that's put us in the situation. But, you know, it, it's, I think January, a few experienced players is key, you know, to just almost just help this squad on centre-back, a winger, maybe an extra midfielder as well for for, for, for a bit of experience as well. You know, I think that that would be key. The problem yeah. of it as well, though, is, you know, we say that we want to start building around these young players. How many of them are, uh, are out of contract at the end of the season anyway? Um, Abby's out of contract. I think most of them are on either one-year contracts or out of contracts this season. So I'd love hey, we've to We've got Charlie Savage for four years yet. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I think Wing we've got, actually. Wing, Wing Nibs and Savage we've got for, for a little while. But... Um, most of the rest of the players we don't have um and unless somehow you know miracles happen and we, we get sold asap i don't think we'll make give out any new contracts so it's just going to be this is the team we've got until it's the next 18 year old that comes in in july i think in reality we'll probably lose a couple of our young players for absolutely ridiculously low fees in january i think that's probably what's going to happen because if there is a new owner lined up and very close. We're going to have to pay more bills, aren't we? It's getting more and more desperate. Um, and also, they'd want to leave. You know, they'd want to go to a club where they don't have this carnage all the time. As much as, you know, Nelson Abbey, if it was him, hypothetically, um, he loves Reading. Totally. He's a Reading fan. Everything. You've also got to look at your career, haven't you? But let's get on to that second goal. Um, it looked poor when we watched it, both from in 1871 there, Lansley, and unfortunately, looking back on it, it looks even worse, doesn't it? I would add, it's an absolutely brilliant strike from Levante Carl. Take nothing away from that, but the lead-up to it is not good. No, no, you know, and it's fantastic, but the but the problem comes with, you know, the fact that, you know, you've given one of the most prolific strikers in League One, who's on a great run of form, space on 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 the edge of on the edge of your box do you expect them to probably score a goal like that probably not but the the real issue comes from it's well Binden is the the glaring one but you know Abby next to him neither of them really actually know if either of them seemingly is going to go to the ball Binden is the one though that has to go there because Abby's got a player that's that, that that's running in behind him he's got to make sure that he's covering him Binden has to go out, but also like when, when the ball gets lumped up um, to to Cole as well. Um, actually, no, I don't think it's, it's, it's up to Cole. It's up to um, I think it's their number eight who chests it down um, to him. He's not contesting it enough either. You know, he, he's he's almost just like run beyond him. I know he, he's he's gone to go goal side and make sure that he's not turned. But like you know, it's it's not a it's not a ball which you're going to be turned. It's just not flying in that sort of way you know it's always going to be brought down and kind of played backwards the way it's 
the way it's coming in and kind of as a as a defender you've got to recognize that and at least try and challenge it he's not challenged it and then he's not challenged the shot either which ultimately that that's led to it you know um it's a fantastic strike though um brilliant strike um and it's we, we've scored a couple of really good goals like that of, of late as well so you know swing swings and roundabouts you could you could say um but but yeah you know you've you've just got to be closer as, as as a defender and you've also got to have the confidence in your partner there if you're abby if you're binden with whoever it's falling on that i they're think that have pressurized him uh, pressured him a, a bit more and he's taken that half a second to go oh am i going or is abby going yeah. and i think abby's done that as well because he's not quite covering uh his man um uh, the Barnsley defender actually cuts across Binden, which I think stops Binden from just taking that half step forwards. Um, but it, the Barnsley player could probably take that shot five more times and two of them will go on target. Uh, it's it's unlucky. We shouldn't be letting him have that shot on goal. Um, but again, it's it's unlucky and it's just it's frustrating. I said I've probably said this about four times. Uh, you know, it feels unlucky during this podcast. Um, but it does. I feel like we played well yesterday. I would watch that performance again and we win 5-1, you know, against Carlisle. Um, it's just unlucky. Uh, and that's why I don't understand, you know, some of Twitter and and, and uh, an awful phone in on, on BBC Bar slating the performance from yesterday. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, but we should get Stephen Gerrard in. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, COVID was a hoax as well, but, you know, it's... Uh, clearly, <laughs> oh, OK, I didn't hear that thing. one. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, wow, that's uh, whoa, that's a whole new, yeah, that's I'm not yeah. getting involved in that one. Rabbit holes, rabbit holes, guys, yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 but yeah, no, I, I, I did think, um, yeah, it, it is unfortunate, and I agree with you, Matt, that in League One, the probability of a striker hitting in like that is low, I would say about 20% of them going, like you say, and. It's just one of those things, isn't it? Levante Cole, obviously, there was on the pitch at the same time as Charlie Savage, two sons of two Premier League icons, Robbie Savage, obviously, and uh, Andrew Cole. Maybe stretched it a little bit with Robbie there, but there we go. Um, well, I've never put two and two together and realised he was. Uh, um, who I he never. Was. <laughs> is he? Is he actually? I never. Yeah. I never realised. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. He was at Man City for a while. He was in their academy for quite a long time, and then he moved around a bit and uh yes yes I'm I know that so it's Wikipedia up now you are not lying he he, he definitely is wow. <laughs> thank you I, I, thank you for proving that I am actually, <laughs> I am actually right. thank you <laughs> that would have been a really really bad day for me if I'd have been wrong and I've had to edit all that out yeah but, Matt, 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 Matt was just trying to get his own back on you for for, for um for, for earlier in the podcast for all the right mids that we were proving him wrong since uh for, for Kebe and Mac he's just assuming because but two of his brothers in New York and he's on a podcast. This is how it rolls, isn't it? You know, he's hit the hot spot. <laughs> They're just having a terrible time. How the cookie crumbles. So the third goal comes along. I kind of like at this point, the second goal's killed us, hasn't it? Basically, you never really felt that we we're going to get back into it. Uh, this is a collection of errors. And Benge probably out of position to throw in. Not ideal. We've lost our shape. Binden dives in. Abby makes a really bad judgment. Matt, I mean, it's a pretty ugly goal. This one, this one is not good. Yeah. It's 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 a goal when you're two one down, trying to you, you, you know chase a game, and you've just made a just 
a catalogue of errors, right? You know, you, there, there, there's so many things that are wrong with this. And it, it's it's such a simple goal as well when you watch it back. I mean, you know, Abby talked about it in his post-match, you know, um, interview about, you know, how, you know, they know what they're doing wrong. They've lost their shape, bloody, bloody, blah. Yes, they have, you know, it's, but it's so simple. It, it's the simplest of goals. You know, it's just a, a, a long clearance hoof by you know their midfielder that then goes up to goes up to their winger Binden you know he, he should never jump in there you know it's a bit bit of desperation really um from him but then also Abby kind of I mean Matt you said about his um decision making for, for, for the second goal hesitating he also he's got you know the 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 player running behind him for this goal and he hesitates again thinking almost like the ball's going to be I don't know why he cut back a bit when he's the last defender, and then that causes the easiest of tap-ins. I mean, there, there's no, there's no way Abby should let that ball in front of him. And you know, we've talked about Binden's mistakes. Abby's made an absolute, you know, clanger there as well. Well, you know. it's it's all it's, it's it's the whole of the back four have made mm. clangers because um, I mean, left backs just actually out of the picture. So to be fair, he's not even there, but. Binden's jumped in. It does not need to uh, go to the floor there at all. Uh, the, the guy's going to the corner. Um, it, he's not. It's not dangerous at that point. You don't need to go to, to go to ground. How many times is it that, uh, that they say defenders don't go to ground? Stand, stand him up, uh, and and it, it'll be all right, sort of thing. As soon as Binden's on the on the floor, he's straight past him, and then Abby is. It's almost like he's gone like, oh, it's, it's okay. Like, I've got this covered. And is he overconfident or hesitant? I don't, I don't really know. But he's looked over his shoulder once, seen the players coming in, and then not picked up his speed to continue following into the box. And then is kind of shocked when the ball goes ahead of him. Um, and then what, you've got actually, what, what, one, one thing. One thing that might go really unnoticed as well is after the goal's actually scored, Andy Yeardham's actually probably lucky to be on the pitch yeah, as well. He slams into the back because of him. It's going to be a penalty anyway. Well, uh, it's, if... it's going to be a penalty. He injures him. He goes off the pitch. He could have been sent off for that. Like, Awful. like you know, I yeah. know it still ended in a goal, but my God, if that if that's the other way around, that's on Sam Smith. I am fuming yeah. again because even though it's scored, it's you know, so unneeded. Um, yeah. Like it's. I mean, I know he may claim he's going for the ball and things, but like I said, it's. Binden jumping he's in, never winning Abby the ball. He's got straight to the back of him. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then Yeardom just with a stupid challenge. Like, can you imagine if Yeardom had got sent off and we're there going right? So we don't have a good left back. We don't have a good right back. We're struggling. Then, at, um, you know, do we have centre backs who we want uh, to replace and those sorts of things? It's just such a, a needless um, decision to make. And he's lucky. You're right that he didn't get sent off. Um, a bit like in Benga a few weeks ago when he just started to get back into the team, then got sent off. You're like, well, thanks. Yeah. And that and Benga one was actually after full time, wasn't it? That was a classic. That was uh, kind of summed up our season in many ways. I'm going to finish here on one question from, uh, well, more of a statement really from Dan Yost. 14 points dropped from leading positions and this team rarely looks like the better side in the last 15 minutes of a match. People think this team is too good on paper to go down, but some combination of tactics, substitutions, fitness and mentality is asking for relegation. Um, first of all, I'd say I definitely don't think this team is too good to go down. I can't speak for other people, obviously. Tactics, I think for a lot of games yesterday, a lot of time yesterday, we looked okay. And in the last four or five matches, we've looked all right. Substitutions, yeah, that's a matter of debate, isn't it? Fitness. 
we've covered that in the podcast. Mentality, yeah, well, that's been there for years, hasn't it, Lansley? That is an issue at the club of, and I think it kind of, it'd be hard not to be ground down, put ground down by events at the club. I mean, it's been atrocious for years now. We've said it so many times, you know, like, like, and you watch it with other clubs that go through the same situation as well. It does affect the club. And also with what's gone on at the club has put us in this situation. You know, yes, we'd still, you know, be, be, be in the relegation zone with, with, without points deductions, etc. But, you know, everything around the club, it grounds, it grinds players down, you know, situations they're having to deal with, press conferences they have to do, you know, potentially, you know, st- stuff that they're they're having to do personally as well. There's so many things, you know, you kind of heard that in, you know, the Sam Hutchinson interview a few weeks back um, after Shrewsbury, you know, um, I'm actually surprised that it's only 15 points. Was it 15 points we've given up from leading position? I thought it'd be more. <laughs> it is, but, but, but yeah, it, it's, it's, it's dreadful. You know, it, it's, it's so... Like yeah. and when when you look at it, that that's half the reason why why we're down there, right? Because you know we 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 take the lead so many times, but you know, don't do anything with it. You know, it's, no, it's, it's an experience as well, isn't it? Um, we don't know how to manage games at all in any way or form. You see it repeatedly throughout the season. I can't see that really changing because we don't have the ability to bring in much better players than what we've got. It's just a variation of you know we might hit lucky, we might, but I think you need more than one good player at game management to actually really have an impact that's not enough so thanks a lot for listening if you appreciate our efforts you might not have enjoyed this one because it's a defeat and that's not unusual but give us a five-star review on apple or spotify and hopefully we'll be back with a preview for the oxford match but we will definitely be back for after that one i'm not even going to ask both your predictions for that because i don't want to go there so um Thanks a lot for listening. Up the day.